You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another play fake by Burrow and a deep strike and an open receiver. Jamar Chase, another touchdown. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you. A lot of football talk coming your way, uh, coming up here on the show. Sort of the next hour, we'll break down how the Carson Wentz injury impacts the AFC playoff field. Who might jump in there if the Colts fall out of the postseason picture? But, Joe, we just had Andrew Filipponi on for Pittsburgh. He kind of laid it out for us, what he thinks of this division. Obviously, down on the Steelers as we are. We'll get to that. So today we're, we're diving into the underdogs in the AFC North. Steelers, Bengals. Let's start with the Bengals. We just heard the, the call there. Burrow to Jamar Chase. Uh, Joe Burrow coming off a significant injury last year in November, trying to be back and be ready for week one. There's some excitement around the Bengals here. And I thought it was interesting to hear Andrew Filipponi, who you know follows this division as closely as anyone will bring on the show, say by the end of the year, the Bengals may have the best quarterback in this division, which I don't think long-term is a crazy thought that I think he will be the best quarterback in this division eventually. But if he's that this year, it means one of two things, Joe. He either really jumped from where he was as a rookie to year two, or Baker stagnated and Lamar doesn't improve. Lamar stays as wherever you rank him in the NFL. If, if yeah. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in this division, he got my take is he would have gotten really, really good you know, in a one-year span. But long-term, if you were to make odds on that, which career would you take? Which one's going to end up with the best career? Would you go Burrow? I, I don't know that you would. I'm a big Burrow guy. Yeah. I like a lot of Bengals bets. We'll talk about those coming up. I'm not sure that I would go there because I'm – because the question is part of the question is will Burrow be an MVP? Lamar Jackson's an MVP, and the infrastructure around them, right? Yeah. Like if you've just if I'm just blindly taking a quarterback to go play a game, you might like Joe Burrow's arm and, and arm talent, but Lamar. We Jackson, don't know his head coach right. because it's not going to be Zach Taylor long term. Lamar Jackson is the infrastructure of the Ravens and John Harbaugh. They're always going to be good. I don't know. And so let's start with the Bengals. They're over under yeah. six and a half wins. Uh, they're 17 to one to win the division. Our last guest took them at 23 to one a couple months ago. It, I like their direction. I hope Burrow's ready and, and, and playing from day one because I want to watch him play from day one. And Jamar Chase probably going to be an impact receiver from day one. But man, I don't know about the coach. Like, can Zach Taylor coach at all? I don't. I I don't know. My gut is telling me he's not the coach next year in Cincinnati. It's not just the record. Well, I don't know, Mike Brown. They like continuity a lot. Yeah, I do. mean, Marvin Lewis was there forever. But he did win. At least Marvin Lewis won. <laughs> yeah, they appeared in the playoffs yeah. at least. But yeah, it, it's not just the record of 625 and one. And I'll give him a 
quarter of a pass because his quarterback went down in the middle of last year. It's not just the record, though. Look at the number of times that the Bengals are leading and they can't finish games. A lot of that goes to the head coach. My big concern about Bengals over six and a half, I like it. The only thing that worries me a bit is (laughs) weeks 13 through 18. I I think we tend to, with schedules, look at the first half, focus in on that. But weeks 13 through 18, if it's hanging in the balance and you've got a Bengals over six and a half, you're concerned because we've got Chargers, Niners at the Broncos, always tough in mile high, Ravens, Chiefs at the Browns. That might be the toughest stretch in football over six weeks. It's brutal. The only nice thing I could say about it is they get the two West Coast teams flying east. For one o'clock games, the Chargers and the and the Niners uh, to start that stretch off, but that that is a brutal stretch <laughs> of the season. That could be zero wins, it even if be. Burrow's on the field. It could be zero wins. Now, now they have to they're gonna have to make hay early, right? Minnesota yeah. at home to start the season. Uh, Chicago week two, potentially still Andy Dalton playing in that game. That's a that's a potential win for the for the Cincinnati Bengals. Pittsburgh week three, Jacksonville um, week four. They're Detroit week six. They're gonna have to win a lot early. Um, sir, if Andy Dalton's on the field, are you forgetting about the Andy Dalton revenge game? Are you are you doing wow. that? That's I mean, true. come on, we're going to be talking about that. Well, wait a second. If we're getting Andy Dalton revenge game in week two, then you're <laughs> not getting on the field. Fields on the field. I mean, it's on the week field. four or five. Yeah. You got to accept that. Yeah, no, I, I'd rather have Fields on the, <laughs> out there. No question about it. Um, when they did have Burrow out there, there were some close losses to some good teams. It wasn't Herbert time yet, but in week one, they lost by a field goal to the Chargers. There were two one-score losses to Cleveland. and a they four- tied the Eagles. E- yeah, tied the – yeah, great. Thriller. <laughs> and it was a four-point loss to the Colts. So, hey, they, they did hang around uh, some pretty good teams. Uh, that, that top pick, I ended up being okay with it, but I understand why some Bengals fans were really upset that they weren't going to go get the uh, offensive tackle. You expect to be a hall of famer, or at least a solid, solid starter on the outside, protecting the quarterback for the next decade and that they listened to the quarterback and they took the wide receiver. But as we've learned with Aaron Rodgers, you need to have that working relationship, whatever's going to keep him happy. Uh, he preferred the weapon and they added Riley reef to help protect him. But don't forget, that's why you lost Joe Burrow last year, because you don't have an offensive line. The sack margin, oh my goodness. Bengals quarterbacks were sacked 48 times last year. Nowhere to go but up for this offensive line. They've got to be better. Because if they're not better, Joe Burrow's going to get injured again. And that's, I mean, (laughs) that's front office malpractice. I mean, what, what else do you have to say? Yeah, well, it is. And the other thing, and, and you mentioned the sack differential there, there's one part of the Bengals that we just have not talked about it, and I understand why, because it's 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 not exciting. Joe Burrow's exciting. Jamar Chase is exciting. How they built the offense, tackle versus wide receiver is exciting. Joe, can they stop anybody? Is there anybody on this defense that could stop anybody? Because here's what I'm, I'm picturing when I think of the Bengals this year. Exciting on offense. You see the seeds of something big forming with Joe Burrow. But, but I could see a lot of losses where they give up 31 points, where Joe Burrow gets them to 27, 28, 30 points, and they give up 31 or 33 points. I don't know if they could stop anybody. And this division obviously has two strong offenses, different kinds of offenses, but strong offenses in the Ravens and the Browns. Joe, I worry about their defense. As I think about this win total, you talk about, talk about the end of the schedule there. I worry if their defense can stop anybody. Yeah. 
That's a fair question. And we don't really know the answer to that question. Uh, let me throw another wager. Are, are you with me on Bengals over six and a half? Yeah, I like it. Um, I don't love it because I think the okay. number is seven, right? I think I think they're going to win seven games. Boy, it's a nice number that Pony got, but I don't know how they win this division. That's going to be tough. You need a lot of things to go right to all line up for you. Uh, which bet do you prefer here? Comeback player of the year for Burrow at seven to one or Zach Taylor, coach of the year. They exceed the win total by a good amount, maybe even four. Um, at 33 to one burrow because if i'm gonna take zach taylor don't i have to also take them to win the division at 17 to one yeah you got to take the alt over on the win total too you got to do every one you, you yeah. line them all up so we both like the trajectory of the Bengals, and we've talked i think behind the scenes and maybe a little bit on the show here about who we'd rather be right we'd rather be a bengal fan right now or a Steeler fan it sounds comical right just think about the history of these franchises it sounds ridiculous but the Bengals are heading in the better direction, at least with the quarterback and and the roster building. The Steelers, and I'm glad we had the perspective of Andrew Filippone coming on because he's there talking about it every day. They're in trouble. I mean, yeah. they are in trouble now. They're in trouble in the future. Well, what are they doing at quarterback? I, I don't know if they have any clue. This Dwayne Haskins is not the answer. Let's just all be real. Under eight and a half is one of the best win total bets on the board. We're yep. all in agreement there. When we were talking to Pony, the one thing that I kept thinking about is Aaron Rodgers because of how he reacted after they drafted Jordan Love. He says it's not about Jordan Love. J-Lo's great guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, garbage, garbage. It has nothing to do with it. Please stop. How would Ben Roethlisberger have reacted if the Steelers addressed the quarterback future in the first round over the last couple of years? I wonder that. And maybe we'll be looking back when you have an all-time quarterback, a future Hall of Famer on your roster, you just kind of let the career fizzle out, come to an agreement when it's time to part ways, and they then you address the big problem, and you're going to be bad. Like, what if the Steelers are terrible this year? Like, we think they will be. Guess what? Quarterback problem may be solved because they're going to have a very high pick in the next draft. Yeah, that could be their way out of this. It's, it's, it's like when they drafted Roethlisberger when they had that random bad year in 03. They fell into Roethlisberger in a way they went for 15 years. The other thing I thought of as he talked about their cap room for next year, I, I don't know if they would do it. It's a it's a, an organization that tends to shy away from big ticket acquisitions. I thought, that's not the way the Steelers were built. But when he mentioned that the Steelers had the most cap room in the NFL next season, mm. how come they're not mentioned as the possible Deshaun Watson landing spot? He mentioned Aaron Rodgers Ooh. and that one. But Deshaun's younger, right? Like the Steelers always think big picture. They're always building for 10, 15 years. That – that could be Mike Tomlin's second and last quarterback ticket to, to ride another 15, 10 years, you know, or so of competitive football. Go higher than Tomlin. Is that a movie you think the Roonies would make? Well, my instinct was would be no, but they did back Ben Roethlisberger. Now, he already had built up equity and won a Super Bowl there, so he yeah. was their guy. I don't know if they'd go outside the organization to bring in Deshaun Watson after everything we we found out and it's still on the table, but they have the most cap room in the NFL. They could absorb a quarterback making $40 million. I mentioned the Bengals sack margin is neg was negative 31 last year. The Steelers sack margin was plus 42. Wow. We we say defense is tough to project from year to year, and it is. The Steelers in the Tomlin era have been that outlier. They are good every single year. Yeah, and and TJ Watt is probably the best defensive player in the NFL that we 
I don't know, maybe it's because he's, he's JJ's brother. Like, we don't talk about him as much as we do Aaron Donald or those great players. Yeah. I think it was Albert Breer yesterday wrote that he could become the first $30 million a year defensive player. TJ Watts do a contract. Yeah, so that could – he could be playing for a contract and, and have a crazy good year. They'll, they'll play good defense. No Bud I, Dupree. No Bud Dupree. I don't think – do you think the Steelers are bad or are they under eight and a half? How bad are they? What, what, what's your guess? If you had a guess right, I'd say the Steelers win seven – Seven yeah. Ten? Yeah. My first instinct was to say bad, definitely under eight and a half. But then I started thinking about that often. Like ben, he'll do enough in the first half of the year to get by and it'll look all right. But then once we get to the second half of the year, he'll be terrible. They'll be handing it off to Najee Harris much of the time. They do have some talented receivers. The problem is they weren't catching the ball. If they're going to catch the football this year, like, yeah, they'll have six, seven wins and not get to eight, nine. Let me give you a swing game for these two teams in terms of third place, fourth place win total. Week three, Cincinnati travels to Pittsburgh. The winner of that game is going to feel okay about themselves. The loser, they're in trouble. They're heading towards last place. That's give a big me, game. Give me the Bengals if they're getting a lot of points. They might be because the market might not adjust to the Steelers at that point. We're on week three lines already. Coming up on the other side, <laughs> how does the Carson Wentz injury impact the AFC playoff picks? We'll break it all down. Joe O. Joe G. This is Beck UL Daily presented by FanDuel on the Beck UL Network.